welcome to Las Doctoras podcast. Led by our intuition, we are creating space for conversations, asking critical questions, and interrogating the oppressive systems of power we live in. We are your hosts. I am Dr. Renee Limas, pronouns she, her, hers. I'm a Cancer sun and moon with Pisces rising, mother of water. I am Dr. Christina Rose, pronouns she, they, Virgo sun, Aquarius moon, Gemini rising, mother of earth. We are grounded in a connection to ancestral wisdom. Our work is to heal the wounds of generational trauma that is of white male and cis hetero supremacy, all while we create a way of being that celebrates, truly revels in the joy of our families and our community. Join us on our journey, not toward perfection, but into reflection, immersed in compassionate self-awareness and courageous action. Come, sit at our kitchen table, sip on some tequila with us, and let's change our world. Salud! Hello! Bienvenidos! Here we are! (laughs) Episode Episode 45! 45! Episode 45! We are here, season 4, getting ready to wrap up the season... Really Can I just say that I, five. Yeah, I'm really wow. excited about season five already. Like, I, I feel like I am, <laughs> um, I feel like there's a, a new energy mm-hmm. that is going to be emerging um, yeah. in season five that I'm really uh-huh. excited about. So I think it's cool that we build some, build some excitement around I love that. that we both I think we both really look forward to like you know the holidays more than we like the holiday itself <laughs> or something um yeah there seems to be this real culmination of energy we've got some amazing new comadres you know working with us we have mm-hmm. a growing energy you know that's coming from the both of us and um, wanting to just name and be seen and grow and communicate and hold our community in spaces where we are liberated, you know, more and more liberated. So, yeah. Yeah. No, and yet we're tell. here. Don't say, don't say yeah, everything. No. <laughs> and, you know, we also want to just recognize where we are at also in this current moment. So, we are recording this as of May 26, 2022, and just week. a few days after the shooting in, is it Us- Usvalde? All is, am, I saying that, am I saying that right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh. In Texas, um, it's, I can't even, it's so hard for me to even think about that they were what was it second third and fourth graders that's i mean i have a third grader like that's fucking i don't know yeah there's something about it being like like they could have been our babies you know Uh like that that (laughs) really hits home in a new in a different way yeah and so it's just we just want to recognize you know the space or the energy that we're coming from currently and you know, Uh how we're holding this space for ourselves and for our communities. And um, 
you know, last night we had a writing workshop that we had scheduled and, you know, thinking about like, what, what does that look like? And we talked about in the workshop that, you know, on one hand, these are opportunities for us to be in community together during these times. And on the other hand, um, giving ourselves permission to take a break from the heaviness and to just be together and, and, and write and be in the space of writing. Uh Cause we were talking about the moon cycle, which is something that for us, whoever's been listening to us in season one (laughs) knows that (laughs) (laughs) the moon cycle, the moon is our patron saint, right? The moon is, you know, the thing that ha- really the moon birthed Las Doctoras. That's true mm-hmm. in so many ways. You know, we mm-hmm. started Word. by when we did an in-person workshop back in 2018 <clears throat> around moon cycles <sighs> and looking at historical context of around our connection to moon cycles. And then here we are, did we did a workshop bringing it full circle to integrating, you know, writing as healing within that. And um so, you know, again, just coming back to like, we wanted, we went ahead with the workshop with the intention of it holding space for our community and also giving us healthy coping mechanisms. Because I think, you know, we, we, you know, we often go into survival mode by disassociating mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, which is okay. I mean, it is mm-hmm. a survival tactic, <clears throat> but mm-hmm. how can we lean into coping mechanisms that are going to be Mm-hmm. much more healthy and loving. And so that, that was our intention with our workshop last night. Right. Self-care as community care, community care as self-care, like really mm-hmm. being doing the radical thing of associating, you know, of <laughs> building relationship and, um, and, you know, I feel very lucky or blessed, you know, that we were the holders of that, that container of that space. And because I, I think, um, it calls us, you know, it calls us into community in a way that sometimes, you know, being overwhelmed by all the different other things that we do in life, it can feel like. Yeah. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, like today we have book club, right? Like it just so happens we have all these things scheduled. And I think there Mm -hmm. is a sense of like, should we still do them? And I think, I think Mm -hmm. I'm really of the mind that to give ourselves permission to have a little bit of a distraction, I think that's okay. I think mm-hmm. when we feel like we have to be in it so much, like we have to like torture mm-hmm. ourselves with thinking about it all the time, mm-hmm. you know, that doesn't feel good. You know, I know that doesn't feel good. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so to have a, a distraction that feels like it is community care and self-care and that that's mm-hmm. the that's what it's grounded in. Like, I think mm-hmm. that's okay. I think it's okay for us to say like, let's distract ourselves with something that's loving and beautiful, but that's also mm-hmm. not going to like gaslight our feelings. Like I said, if we come into book club and everybody wants to talk about it, let's do it. Right. Let's just, mm-hmm. whatever totally. the space needs to be for the moment. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, having that space is, is what it's, that's why we have it. Right. <laughs> so we can yeah. come together as a community, whether we want to talk about the book or whether we want to just, we need space to just talk about what's going on. I mean, I think, sorry, this is totally now like uh, going off on a tangent, but, <laughs> but I think this is the point of our book club and why it's different and why it's, uh, mm-hmm. why, why we love it so much is the point was the community and the conversation 
and integrating what we were reading into our lives. And so even the book we're reading today, The Labyrinth, um, an amazing text. Um, I'm just so excited that, you know, how, how do we how do we integrate the truths of that novel, you know, with who we are, you know, mm-hmm. and what's happening in our lives now. And so that's it. It's just from the beginning. And that's why we love book club. That's why people come, you know, <laughs> I mean, not just because I mean, different strokes, you know, for different folks, because, you know, some people will be like, I want to read I want to dissect each chapter, each like line. Yeah, we're not that people. (laughs) No, what I think what we're going to comment on is and instead is like, oh, this how relatable is it that this character has Mm -hmm. this anxiety programming? And I'm like, oh, my God, yes. And then we talk about our anxiety Mm -hmm. programming and how Mm -hmm. we want to how we're healing from it. Anyways. We shout out, to, shout out to our book club if you want to join. If this, <laughs> if this sounds uh, fun and interesting or it's calling to you, shout out to our book club. Lasdoctoras.com slash book club. And again, um, which I, come and join us. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that actually brings us to the conversation that we're in, um, that we're introing um, for this episode today. Um, so we are going to be... Um, highlighting an interview that we did um, with Anna Lily Morales. Gosh, I want to say this was last year. No, this was, this was, I think, right. Was it right after the election or right before Uh the election? It was was around around then. So was that November, 2020? Oh, wow. That was a while. That was a while ago. So the conversation comes full circle again. This is the conversation we're having. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, the conversation is around electoral politics. And um, I think just having like a nuanced conversation around the investment and also the the disappointment with electoral politics. Right. Mm-hmm. On one hand, mm-hmm. saying like, are they ever like is, you know, are politicians ever going to do what we need them to do? And so how can it be just disappointing to be so invested in electoral politics, but then also recognizing that there is an importance, right? And our Chicana feminist foremothers would tell us that I'm particularly thinking of Chela Sandoval in um, uh, Methodology of the Oppressed, where Mm -hmm. she says that um, we have to have like this multifaceted approach to social justice and to liberation. Mm -hmm. It can't be one path that we have to use all the tools um, at our disposal, including electoral politics. It's not to say electoral politics is the answer or the only answer. It's to say it's a approach that we need to strategically use Uh to our benefit among other different approaches as well. And so I think that's what we were trying to kind of get at in this conversation Mm -hmm. is how we can use electoral politics strategically. I think we're also celebrating a local, you know, radical uh, political leader and Anna Lillian, Mm -hmm. the work that she does and just how much it's like listening to her speak to how she came into, into that way of being is that activism and also Mm -hmm. how it's transformed her. I think there's deep resonance and also just a really big, you know, she's amazing. So, and she's a teacher, mm -hmm. she's an elementary school teacher. And so right now she's dealing with Mm -hmm. so much around, um, you know, Mm -hmm. these, 
these shootings because they feel so I can, you know, make her feel so vulnerable to mm-hmm. all kinds of things. And I'm trying mm-hmm. to remember, I think she's, I think she's in Pico, right? I think she's in the Al Rancho Unified School District. Um, and so, mm-hmm. yeah, so she's a teacher and she's invested, you know, in politics. And, you know, anytime I see her or she posts something, I'm always like, man, girl, like, I wish I had an elementary school teacher like you. Like, there's a lot of you know, elementary school, high school teachers that are really holding it down with this understanding of the importance of politics, electoral politics, you know, integrating critical race theory, right? Like (laughs) all of these things. And so, yeah, I think, Mm -hmm. I think you're right to say that more so than anything, this is a way to highlight the amazingness of Mm -hmm. Anna Lilly and the work that she's doing and, and all the things that she stands for trying to find it looking through her Instagram profile she'll be talking about it you know and I think you know what's so exciting is what's just worth noteworthy too is and where we were talking about this children are our future and we (laughs) you know they are a part of our lives they are not just like at the sides or they're not even just part they're like at the center of our life Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know and um and how uh, and I don't think I could teach elementary school. Number one. <laughs> no way. No way. No way. I could. Maybe, maybe preschool. I think I could do that. Anyways, but um, I think you could. I think you could actually. I know I couldn't. I, I just and so I. I think there is just she as a diosa, you know, in my mind, uh-huh. uh, you mm-hmm. know, and the mm-hmm. um, for for her life, for her way of being, and um, and we're just so grateful to have this yeah. conversation with her. I've always said it takes a very special person. I mean, it takes a special person to teach preschool, kindergarten, elementary, high school, right? Like, I think there's a different skill set. And maybe some people might say that, you know, it takes a special kind of person to be a professor. I don't know. But like, I think it takes a special skill set at each level, you know? And so I think to be able to teach elementary is definitely a very, very special skill set. So yeah, shout out to Anna Lily um, having this important conversation that we had, you know, basically two years ago and yet the relevance you know is still there um being you know the current situation that we're in and uh, yeah no it is what it is I guess um but we hope you enjoyed this conversation and uh yeah we'll see you on the next one more news to come (laughs) oh yeah we're live on the tv (laughs) (laughs) we're so like what's happening what's going on and we're live this is like this is like um, oh yay people are showing up do you can you all see the chat no i can't see the chat okay okay um so there's two people in here danelia's here hey what's up hi Um, Join in our bio, right? Or in our bio. That's what I want to say. Join in our bio. Yeah. Uh, we can't see your, we can't see you, but can you see Christina? I can't see her. I can't see you, Christina. I see a black screen. No, it's screen. because I'm. Is it, is it um, because it's, of the. It's because I was posting because I was doing stuff. I think I got Oh, because you're on your phone. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. So you put it in, you put it in, um, in uh, Instagram. Okay. So hi, everybody. I'm here. <laughs> 
It's 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 like in our TV, IG really live, weird. and I just said we're live. No, yeah. Hi. <laughs> I'm like I don't know what's going on. It feels very um, uh, professional. I know. Oh, there we are. Oh my god, that's so weird. I'm I'm good. I had like a shot of tequila right before, so I'm like I was sweating because tequila makes me really hot. I but almost said to you all, and I was like, "Can I drink?" Something? I brought my pre-made shot for. Oh, okay. Oh. Hold on. Let me pour. <laughs> I gotta send you. I gotta send you. I was going to, but I didn't get around to. It. I gotta send you one of ours, Anna Louie, our shot glasses. Yeah, you guys oh. should open up a store. I'd buy it. <laughs> I'm serious. Well, we have we have we have some of these available, and I we meant do. to send right. you one last week, but I forgot. Okay, let's okay. let's right. salut salut. Ooh. Um. <laughs> all right. So I wanted to before we like <sighs> yeah. super dive into heavy stuff. I don't know if you all saw the questions that I put up um, on Instagram. That's your Joking. jam, Renee. That's another one of your <laughs> gifts, you know? I told, I know. I, I told Christina, I was, I should have been like an entertainment reporter or like, you know. I, I mean, I was a journalism major and they would say, oh, what kind of um, journalism do you want to do? And I would always be like, pop culture, fashion. And, you know, because everybody's like, oh, I want to be in politics or I want to, you know, do like hard hitting news. <laughs> I was like, um, anyway. Okay. So I wanted to share some of these answers that came in because I thought some of them were cool. And we can even say what our answers would be if y'all have thought about it. So the Hello. first question was, and then we're going to get into the hard hitting stuff of, you know, all the fun stuff. Okay. Oh, God. So, yeah. <laughs> so I said, if you were elected president, and I thought about this because when I watched it this morning, I didn't watch the whole thing. And then when the kids got home, I sat and watched like everything. So anyway, so if you were elected president, who would you choose to sing the national anthem? So you guys think, well, I, I say, so somebody said Mariah. That's a good one. Someone, uh, Danelia said, I wouldn't have anyone sing the national anthem as we know it. I would create a new one. Someone said Carla Morrison. I think this is my favorite, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> and then somebody just put no. Okay, so, and I mean, this was kind of a trick question because then the next question I said, or would you just scrap it all together? And some, and a few people said scrap it. And then someone said, or alternatively have a guitarist riff it like Hendrix. So what would you all do? I mean, and this is like a dream world, right? So yeah. Oh wait, wait, I, wait. Last one, last caveat there. If you did scrap it, what song would you choose instead? So again, Danelia put an original song that she would write. She someone had, put "Give Me a Chance," "Give Peace a Chance" by John Lennon, and someone else said "Lift Every Voice and Sing." So, what would be your? Who would sing the national anthem, or what would be your alternative? Mm. Is this a hard question? I feel like. Well, I, I feel like if this is. Go ahead, Christina. Yeah. Well, okay, Dream World. 
yeah, I don't like the national anthem, uh, but it has such sentimentality. So I do love that idea of someone like an amazing artist. What if they could put like a salsa or a bachata mix on the national anthem? <laughs> uh, that would be awesome. But no, my dream. Like Daddy Yankee, not Daddy like, Yankee, Bad Bunny. Like, yeah, something like, like that. Aventura is like Aventura. Oh, national anthem. But um, no, I was thinking like Selena. I know I always go to Selena, but I'm like, I mean, if I but, this is a dream world, that'd be amazing if she were alive and like singing it, or somehow came back from the dead and sang it. <laughs> I would totally love it. Or I mean, the best national anthem singer ever was uh, Whitney. I mean, Whitney. Mm -hmm. If we're gonna talk about dead people, right? Like Whitney. Um, oh but what would be instead of an anthem? Like, what what song has that much um, weight? And I I was like, I don't know, it'd be tough. Anyway, is this is this one that stumped us? Any any? What do you think, Anna Lily? Um, I had to think about it. Like, I think I would pick like again, Dream World, because I know uh, Five Dog is like he passed away, but it would be a Tribe Called Quest. Like oh. I really think that, like alternative type of method to the national anthem, and it would be the national anthem, just because I know it, that alone would be controversial. So I would. Um, that's who I would pick for sure. A tribe called Quest. I feel like this is like um, this is like another layer of like astrology, where it, like what you say says so much about like your personality. <laughs> Like a tribe called Quest, Selena. I was thinking like, Ooh. like some sort of mariachi song, like Ooh. you know, some sort of like anthem, like real, like I don't know, some some mariachi song. Not maybe not the anthem per se, but something like that. I think that that's that's would be. Oh, somebody said in the chat, Alicia Keys, something by Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys. I was wondering. I was like, "Where is Alicia Keys?" I've been watching it all day. I can't help myself, and um, I was like, "Where is Alicia Keys?" Interesting, you know. Um, how about America the Beautiful? Did um, did J Lo sing that? Did she do like? Is that her little? The little yeah, morph? that was this land that is was your land. This land is your land, which is again controversial because it's like, whose land? Who's we? Who's us? Who's <laughs> our? <laughs> It's like, like if you're Native American, like that'd been really cool if like a Native American got up there and started singing like this line is. But it also land, wouldn't you know? have been like that would have been well. That's true. I mean, yeah, I know it's interesting. Okay, no, it wouldn't Next have been. Question that nobody answered, by the way, is what book would you take an oath on, and who would hold it? Oh, that's hard. Yeah. I gotta say that is it because I don't. I'm not like up on my inaugurations. I don't. You know keep note of the inaugurations. Is it customary for the first lady to hold the Bible or whatever? Because I saw that that Dr. Jill Biden was the one holding it. So I was like, oh, that'd be and, cool. Oh. And, Doug, and Doug did it for um, Kamala. Oh, for Kamala? Okay. So yeah. then, then maybe that is customary. But so what do y'all think? Any, any, what, I mean, I know what I would say. Christina, <laughs> I, you know, what would I say? I, I'm like, you gotta know what I would say. Wow, I mean, I would, I, uh, no, no, wait. So, I mean, you would scrap, there's no, yeah. What, the what would it be, though? I know, it wouldn't be the Bible. <laughs> what would it be? Would it, oh, oh my God. You're not saying it would be Borderlands. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Totally Borderlands. Oh, somebody, oh, somebody said a feather um, or concha with Palo Santo instead of the book. That's a good totally. one. Like, 
<laughs> Let's do Olympia right here. Yeah, I would I would totally say um Gloria Anzaldua for sure. Yeah. What do you Beautiful. think? I, I just love I mean I know you wouldn't do the Bible. I wouldn't do the Bible for sure, but I don't know what I would pick. Like I'm like, I'm trying to think of books that have changed my perspective, like the autobiography yeah. of Malcolm X. Like I don't like I don't know. Ooh, you know, that's a good one. Come come on, girl, you coming out with Trump called Quest. Malcolm X. <laughs> This is like what shaped me though. Like I again, oh, like yeah. I grew up really conservative. So it's stuff like this that it's like, whoa, like it yeah. rocked my world. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's that again, that says a lot. I like that one. I like that one. Let's see. Okay, next question was I think it would be the earth, by the way. I think for me it would be like some mm. kind of it it could be like literal, just like soil, you know. I think that would be like a beautiful thing or some kind of a blessing of the earth. Okay, so the next question was, who would be your poet laureate? By the way, shout out to, what was um her name? Amazing. I'm blank. It was like, was it Jessica something? No, it 22. was Amanda. I can look her up right now. Yeah, look it up because, yeah, totally like, I, I in, and I was like, man, I feel like she's holding back. Like, <laughs> she wants to like come out here with her. Amanda, Amanda Gorman. Amanda Gorman. Yeah, Amanda yeah. Gorman. Got a shout out because that was, that was amazing. Um, so people answered Rupi, Rupi Carr. Oh yeah. Yeah. And somebody mm -hmm. else said Jessica Salgado, which I was like, that's a good one. That's a good one. Poet laureate. laureate. Mine would be, I know her like by her Instagram handle. Oh, Kim Guerra, the brown badass bonita. Oh, yes, yes, I heard her read at We All Grow, mm. and she was really good. Yeah. So it would be her, for sure. That's so cool. I love this. I love this. I okay. met her. I met Brat Badass Bonita at, um, at the Brujeria in Pico one time. Oh. Yeah, so nice. Is she from nice. that area then? I think she must have been. I was just like, wow, you're here. That's where I got your sticker from. Those stickers, you know, like, um, anyways. Oh, yeah, the, the feminist one. That I haven't heard her read anything, but um, that sounds awesome. Okay. Okay. okay, next question was, because, and this is really what had me thinking, um, because after, yeah, after the poet, it was, I forget what the official title is, but the, like, some sort, it was a pastor that came and, like, almost like did a sermon, right? And like a prayer over Biden and stuff. And so I was like, yeah. And I was like, I, I, at first I started to think like, oh, it would be like the, a priest. There's a priest that like married me and baptized Cruz and stuff. I was like, I was like, no, he probably wouldn't be around by the time I became president. <laughs> like I started thinking like, <laughs> like realistically. And then I was like, no, it wouldn't even be like a religious priest. It'd be some like some like Bruja or something, you know, something like that. So who who do you, somebody said Prince or Esoteric Essa. And I thought that too. <laughs> oh, okay, Christine. I can't, yeah. Christine, oh, can't no, just family, family things on this side. But um, Esoteric Essa, I love that throw out. I thought that That's was what so I thought. beautiful. I would, I would love to have her come and, and do like a blessing over that shit. Any thoughts? <sighs> You know, it was beautiful to see Dolores Huerta in one of the videos. She was, mm. um, she read like a speech from Kennedy or something. There was like a, a few, mm -hmm. and I thought, 
ah, just having like an elder, like an elder activist mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, like that would be an amazing blessing, right? And yeah, I agree with the elder activist. Like, I think that's the route I would go mm. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a that's that's a, that's spot on. Okay. Oh, this one was what would be the main theme of your inaugural speech? So someone put unity and acceptance for each individual. I think. I, I mean, again, this is our like fantasy world, right? I'd be like my theme would be like, and fuck the system. Like it would be like something like, and I'm gonna, you know, bring this all coming down. Like, I don't know, it, it would be some sort of like anarchist or, you know, yeah. I, I feel like here. in the same vein, you could be like, he could have or been like, okay, um, thank you so much. And you know, we actually are celebrating here Kamala Harris. So let's just invite her up here to give this speech. Oh, because you know? I feel like it was it was so interesting all along the way. It's been Biden Harris, and then like at the very end here, it was like hashtag inauguration twenty twenty one or hashtag Biden inaugural, and I was just like, what the f? Like, oh. I'm here for him, but really, I'm here for them. <laughs> no, no, I'm not here. I don't know, but I'm here for her. You know, like I want. Yeah. Like if this is all just like Harris, I'd be pretty, I'd be happier, I guess, you know? Mm. So if he had passed the baton or kind of given, because we all know she gives much better speeches than he does anyways, right? He could have just been like. <laughs> I mean, know. well, she's much younger than him, right? Yeah, she's, he's in the 70s and she's 50, 52, oh, I think. Yeah. So yeah, she's got way more, way more energy. Let's see. Oh, somebody. Okay. Next question I said was, who would you name as cabinet members? I was going to be more specific, but I honestly don't even know. Oh my gosh. Stacey so, Abrams would be right there. Stacey Abrams would be like, somebody put the squad. My right hand so, person. Somebody put the squad, right? AOC, all those, uh -huh. all those homegirls. Uh huh. And yeah, I would want to tell AOC. Um, definitely like Stacey Abrams to me is just like someone I look up to so much. Like she is what I aspire to be as a, like an organizer, as a human being. Like, I think it would be Stacey Abrams. It would be AOC oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I, I feel like she's mm -hmm. pretty genuine. Um, you guys know my love for Beth O'Rourke. He would be in there. All right. Bernie, of course. And his Fuchi face. Like I love him. Right. Um, <laughs> There was a meme going around about Bernie and Coco like together, and I was like, "What's <laughs> happening here?" Um, um, okay, I'm like, I don't know. I'd I'd want to put somebody like, I don't know. I'd put some like some of these like influencers in there, some like real people, like Patrice Colors or something like that. Some yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, so then um, I said, uh, who would be your presidential bruja slash curandera? Any thoughts on that one? I just think I'd have so many, actually. That it would, I would it have a whole, like, one. I'd have a whole team, a whole, like, yeah. a whole curandera team, you know, like somebody who <sighs> does massages, somebody, <laughs> like, somebody who does Reiki, like, uh, yeah, a whole team for sure. Okay, last question, most important question. <gasps> Who would be 
your presidential fashion designer slash stylist. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, Lady Gaga's outfit. Uh, that, is, that is my like I I think I've worn something like that just not as fancy and expensive but um the big <laughs> old like like Barbie like skirt oh you know, like, was a, like a ballroom yeah. it was like yeah. Christmas bar Barbie meets like I don't know like what was that so somebody was, was saying somebody was saying that or was asking is that um like an homage to Hunger Games because you know the Hunger Games. She wears the Mockingjay pin, and it was like this big, like like Lady Gaga had this big, some sort of bird. Um, so that was I thought that was interesting. I was like, oh, that's some kind so... of a wool military looking like like sweater. I don't. I was just was. Yeah, yeah. Any any thoughts or what would be your like aesthetic? I don't know. I thought, like, I'm still in awe, like, over Michelle Obama's outfit. Oh, yeah. Like, she was so flawless. I was like, oh my gosh, like, I, I need that look, you know, yeah. on a woman. Like, I need that look. Like, yeah. that's what I, so, um, probably her, she means her stylist. I forgot his name, but, um. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> it would, I mean, I think it would definitely have to be a person of color. You know, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. yeah, somebody who's like, you know, who you want to like give the spotlight to, which I think is what um, Michelle Obama tried to do a lot was to like really be conscious about, you know, who she, who she was highlighting even in her fashion. Okay, so mm -hmm. those are all the fun questions. Let's get let's get real. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh no, oh no. Because I really, I was like, Anna Lily, tell us. Give I us know. the D. Break it uh, down. Yeah, we want to know. While she's figuring it out. I'm not sure what just <laughs> can happened. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Can you hear we us? I can't hear you still. Ah! Okay, hold on. <laughs> this is our, our, this is. Uh huh. First time. Yeah, this is our, totally our first time doing this. It's pretty interesting. Renee, yeah, you're live today, though. Super mm. strong, super strong. I loved it. It was like, yes, yes, yes. And really, this is it. This <laughs> well, is I, it. you know, I think and it, what it comes from is I think oftentimes there's this expectation, you know, for us as like, gender studies professors and they'll uh, I often get the question is like oh do you talk politics in your class and I'm like well yeah that's I'm like that's what all like that's what women <laughs> is it is politics however personal is political right but their perception of politics is always only electoral mm -hmm. politics so their the mm -hmm. assumption is that somehow I keep up on all of that like the jargon of electoral politics and senators and and all of these things, which I actually, that's more like political science, right? And that's not necessarily, it's again, it's not that I don't, or I ignore it. It's that I'm not, um, I don't pay attention to the details of those of those kinds of things. Um, and so I, it's like, I think sometimes I'm like defensive, like why, like why don't I care about <laughs> all those things? And I think it, it is because it comes from like 
my jadedness around like electroplexics. But Anna Lily, you're back. So, and I saw your somewhere. I saw your stories talking about your like journey to electoral politics and 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 because coming from a conservative family. So tell us, tell us, you know, maybe briefly that again, like how you, yeah, how you how you grow up versus how you are now. Um, like I, I, as I mentioned, like I grew up really conservative. Um, both my parents at the time were Republican. I grew up watching like Republican debates. I remember voting was a big deal in the sense where like one parent would stay home with me while the other parent would go vote. So I would never be at home alone, but I remember that aspect of it. Um, mm -hmm. And then when I got to college and my parents divorced, that kind of like rocked my world a little bit, like uh, in the like evangelical sense. And so, um, <laughs> yeah. So, and that also happened in 2004, which was the George Bush, John Kerry election. Um, we were at war in Iraq. And I remember taking these courses, um, both in history and political science. And even though at the time I still considered myself kind of conservative, I remember hearing classmates, Republicans speak. And I was just like, okay, the, they sound extremely arrogant and pompous and condescending. And I, I don't like this, you know? And then learning like the history and all of that just kind of started swaying me, you know? And of course meeting different people and just seeing, I guess, how close-minded I was, you know? And the growth that I needed, but I didn't get like heavily involved until Trump won and I had a one-year-old son and all I could think was like, this is the world I have for him. Like, no, oh. this is not how it's going to be. Uh -huh. Like the change starts now, you know? Uh -huh. And so um, I didn't really know how to get involved, involved. And then that's when a colleague of mine recommended Pod Save America. And they're huge on organizing. Like they have Vote Save America. Oh. They have Adopt the State. And... Um, and so that's when I, like a lot of their like podcasts are like, get involved, do more than vote, make calls, text, do whatever you can, you know? And so of course I'm like, oh my God, I need to do whatever I can, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then that's how I started getting more involved, knowing that my goal was just to get Trump out. That was, that was, that was always my goal. And I know yeah. other people had like, like, you know, they're like Bernie Sanders stands for the right things, which I totally agree with. Julian Castro was this Latinx guy, you know. My mm -hmm. mindset was always like, get this man out. Do not yeah. live that night in 2016. You know, mm -hmm. get him out by any means necessary. Mm -hmm. And that's always been my mindset. Yeah. You so, are actually yeah. making me remember last night I had this awful dream. I, uh, it was literally a shouting match between my dad and I, 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 you know, he may never listen to this, but I was just like, <laughs> you voted for a rapist. Like I literally was saying <gasps> it over and over again. Like, like, and I woke up like really feeling that just, I, I totally resonate. It just, just, yeah. it felt so good to get that, you know, guy out of that. He, he just, and then to, uh, yeah, I was going to, anyways, yeah, that's so good. Actually, Renee, actually, when you were posting your live, I was thinking about how this whole day I've been crying and I, I'm not really oh. crying, you know, crying like I cry. So I was like, oh, okay. 
navigate all the critical things, you know, but I was like, Renee's got yeah. that. I can just be like, oh. Yeah. And I think that's the, like, I think we have to have space for both. We have to have space for the complexity of our experience and the complexity of our feelings. Like, yeah, like I was totally kind of like, not even like really gonna watch the inauguration. And then I woke up this morning and I was like, oh, well, I kept getting like alerts, right? And I was like, okay, let me put it on in the car. And I straight up was, you know, driving, I had it on my phone, like on my dashboard. And, you know, they say, first African-American, first Asian-American, first woman vice president. I was like, <laughs> like <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I was having this like visceral reaction. And um, and I was like, yeah. So it's, it's like holding space for all the feelings. Like we're not just, you know, one thing. So um, mm -hmm. And I want, but I want to say to Anna Lily, like, I have to say that, like, I commend you because from day one, I I was watching your, I was watching you, right? And like, you're out there campaigning, you were freaking calling people. I was like, oh my God, this girl is doing it. Cause like that kind of stuff, I could never, like, you know, I can, I can sit up and, and lecture on shit all day long, but you know, that's real, like, that's on the ground work, you know, and that's real yeah. tough. So tell us what that was like. What was it like to kind of, I'm yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let me, a few questions and then you can like, you can go is one is, okay. So what was that experience like? And you just said you hated it. So what kept you going despite the fact that uh -huh. you hated it? And the cheese man that we want to know is, what has been the reaction from like family, friends, community, work, all of that? So. And, <laughs> I also so, just want to resonate that, you know, for your son, for your kid, I get it. I love that. I love that so much. So, yeah, that's definitely my main reason. Like I, um, I started like I, um, as I mentioned, like in my in my IG stories, like I supported Beth O'Rourke, you know, I held little mini events that no one came to, right? Or like just my <laughs> friends, I'm sure felt sorry for me, right? And um, I supported him because Pop Save America had said that he had a shot. And then mm. as I investigated him, he seemed like a pretty genuine guy, right? And then I was like, okay, this is my shot. Again, my goal being get Trump, mm -hmm. right? So then um, it took a while because I was fully invested in Bethel to climb on the Joe Biden wagon. <laughs> I don't know like, I think it took a while for all of us, you know. Like, to, I to voted for Bernie in the primaries um, and then, um, and he won California. Yeah. But um, when, uh, when it was obvious that Joe Biden was gonna be it, I was like, okay, like this is it, right? Like this is, this is gonna be the guy. Yeah. And then like COVID hit. And then, um, you know, like the, like we witnessed like live, like black people being murdered by police officers, you know? And unfortunately yeah. it was being replayed over and over and over on our social media feeds, even though like, you know, we wouldn't replay the death of a dog over and over and over again, you know? Oh. But it was there, it was, it was, it was prominent. And I remember just thinking like, okay, I'm not doing enough. You know, like I'm not doing enough. And all I could think was like, I put all of my energy to get like Trump out. Like that was it. Like this is what I need to do, right? So then I had, um, 
an Instagram mom friend, um, her IG handle is God was a woman. And um, she posted that she was gonna call Spanish speaking voters for Joe Biden. And mm -hmm. if anyone wanted to join. And I was like, this is a sign. <laughs> <laughs> so then that's when I started, you know, oh. and it's hard because I want to say that out of two to three hours that you spend calling, you speak, you have genuine conversations with about three people. Wow. Yeah. You get hung up on, you get told off, you know, you people tell you that it's the wrong number, but it's when you have those genuine conversations that like, that feels really good. Like, I remember helping people like, okay, where do you live? Okay, let me look up your polling site really quick. All right, this is where it is. Oh. And they're like, I, I, they're like, I can't figure it out. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna text you from my personal number so you can access it, you know, because you're wow. in that mentality that every vote matters, you yeah. know, like in these battleground mm -hmm. states, right? Yeah. And so I'm just like, okay, okay, you know, let me just try to help you. But it's, it's hard because it's like, I'm only reaching three to four people, right? Yeah. But I remember like the volunteers would be like, those three to four people matter. And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like, oh, and they're telling, and those three to four people, they're telling other people, right? It is a trickle. It is. I know yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. So then the volunteers have this tactic where they text you and they're like, okay, you did great. Would you want to do it again? And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> right? <laughs> Wow. And so that's how it kind of just got started. Um, I started doing the Joe Biden volunteering when I was on my old IG handle, Raising Espanol. And I already knew I had one foot out the door because mm -hmm. Fernando was just speaking so much English and he didn't want to be documented anymore. And I wanted to respect his space. But I still had mm -hmm. like a following and I wanted to use that to be able to get people motivated to vote, you know? Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. once Joe Biden won, I was like, peace out. Like, I feel like I did my job, oh, you know? Okay. And I'm gonna start doing this activism more frequently and I'm not gonna post my son. So that's why I left that platform and then created my new one. And I had about like 200 people move over, which I really appreciate, you know? But when you ask about community, like I went from 1,800 to 200 people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And shout out, like shout out your new handle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, at Annalily underscore M. Nice. So, um, and I just, I wanted to be real. Like I didn't want to switch Raising Espanol to my new handle. Like I wanted to be like, hey, this is going to be my goal now. Like I'm done. Mm -hmm. My family, like my mom's always been really supportive. Like, mom, let's go to this. Like, we did a caravan for Black Lives Matter because I'm deathly scared of COVID. So um, I'm like, mom, let's go to the caravan, like the car caravan. And she's like, all right, let's go. You know, my mom's always been really on board in that sense. And then like my husband, of course, always amazing support, you know. Um, the rest of my family, they don't really talk about it with me. Mm. You know, I think they know not mm. to, you know, especially now. My mom's a lot more outspoken. I want to say that with my family. I'm still kind of a coward. Mm -hmm. mm. I, I, 
I, I'm like, I don't like when you say that. I don't like when people uh, talk no. bad about themselves because I don't think it's. I don't think it's about being a coward or being what I think. Uh, there, because that behind that is very real. I'm like, here we are giving you like a <laughs> assumption. Like you're protecting yourself, and that's yeah. really important. Um, and because. And and I, and I say this from experience as well. I'm also in my family, people, and most of my family is, you know, progressive, I'd say, but they still don't talk to me because they see me as like radical, like I'm way on the, you know, and so they just like, they're like, oh, just don't, you know, go, don't get into it. And I've had to shut down conversations. Um, and so then I, the same thing, I start to tell myself like, oh, I, this is where I should be doing the work. And I'm like, no, because it sucks energy for me, then I don't have the energy to go and be there for the people who need me, like my students, like my community. Mm -hmm. Because however much I talk to, you know, let's say some of my cousins, <laughs> um, <laughs> nothing I say is ever going to change their perspective, right? Nothing. And we can sit there and talk for hours and hours and hours, and they're still going to think what they think, and I'm still going to think what I think, and they're going to walk away fine, and I'm going to walk away drained as fuck. And I'm going to walk away tired, and I'm going to walk away, and it's going to take me so long to, like, process all of those feelings. So now I'm like, oh, no, I'm not going to have this conversation. And they're like, oh, you're not willing to debate? I said, no, I'm not. I'm not willing to debate. We're not going to have this conversation. And in my head, I tell myself, because I'm saving this energy, for the people that need me, right? That, yeah. that really, you know, that, yeah. And, and, and I mean, first of all, Annalily, I see you in your classroom and I'm like, girl, I don't know how you do that. <laughs> <laughs> the way you teach. But um, I, so I just want to validate that for you that. Thanks, Renee. I really okay. appreciate that. It's true. Like, I have read, like, you know, you can't save everyone, don't waste your energy. But I still, like, and my husband will say this, like he thinks I hold myself to this like unreachable standard, you know? And so that's kind of like, I'm really hard on myself. Yeah. But yeah. that's kind of what drives me. Like I always feel like I'm not doing enough. So what can I do next, you know? Yeah. Mm. I want you to, yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's your son. I think just to talk about your son again, you know, um, I feel this with my family that it's obvious that we disagree. I still want my child to have a relationship with them. I still like, and, and that that's, and that's, that's because of trauma in a, the previous generation where because of religion, we were really separated from our family. And I don't want, I want to just, I want it to be clear. I disagree, you know, and, mm -hmm. and yeah. And, and you can still have a relationship, you know, you're still a grandfather, you're still a grandmother, you're still an auntie, <laughs> you know, you don't get off on that. That's like, like, that's, that's your job. That's your responsibility, you know, but, and, um, I don't want, I guess, I don't know. I, it's, it's kind of for my kid, both the I disagree and the willingness to not constantly argue about it. Yeah. yeah. Like you don't want him in this bubble. Yeah, like I, I, I understand that. Like, because I, I want to stay in my bubble. <laughs> like, I know what you mean. Like, 
<laughs> y'all are like, you're like, oh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm the, I'm the like, and, and I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm the more of the like, I'm okay if you don't have a relationship. <laughs> like, I, and I think yeah. it's, I think, I mean, there's a lot of other stuff, you know, underneath all of that. But I think as I get older, I just get so tired of trying to hold on to things that I know are not going to work, especially when there's such fundamental differences. You know, when, um, if I have to sit and argue <laughs> with you about the basics of like, you know, gender violence, <laughs> right? Or like yeah. stuff like that. And, and you're gonna like argue with me about that. Like, yeah, there's no space for that. And in fact, like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, this is a whole, it, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, it's Pandora's box, right? Like when we start to talk and, and it's, I will say that um, when I've been in spaces where like even professionally I talk about anti-racism or whatever, the number one question is how do I handle family? How do I deal with, you know, uh, family like disagreements? And my thing is discernment is, you know, I think you have to decide which one of those, which one of the, which of those relationships are worth it. Um, and then discern how far you're going to go into certain conversations um, so I think it's a balance, like for me, it's a balance between setting very clear boundaries, right? Like if you're going to keep pushing and I've done it, I've had friends that I don't, I'm not friends with anymore because there was just, it was just never gonna, there was never going to be like a, a mutual understanding, right? It was never going to happen. I was never going to feel safe. So that's that, you know, and I think that that's okay. And then it's discerning like where I should put my effort into conversations. I tell people, look, I got two modes. I got quiet and I got not fucking quiet. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that. So I'm not, I love that so much. <laughs> I'm not gonna have a, a a small talk about this shit. We're either gonna go in all the way, and you're gonna, you know, I'm gonna sit here and give you a PowerPoint lecture, or I'm just gonna sit here and look pretty, and we're not gonna talk about it, right? Like, so what do you want? <laughs> you know, because I'm it. not. I love it. <laughs> and most of the time, I actually decide. I'm not going to have this conversation because I know I'm not getting anywhere, you know, or, or I, the last time I had a, a conversation, I said, um, <laughs> I said, you know, um, I actually get paid to talk about these things. So <laughs> I will, I will have this conversation, but just know that you are getting free labor. Yeah. I love that. I did. Yeah. 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 I did move far away. I will say, you know, I, 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 I use distance. I use distance to create that, you know, but that's my Gemini rising maybe too. So, yeah. 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 I just, I, and I, I wanted to ask you that Anna Lily because well, one, because I did witness your like changeover of your, of your social media platforms. Um, and also because, I'm just interested in you are an educator. You work with kids, by the way, like any any parent who has you as a teacher is so lucky. So lucky. So but I'm also like curious, like do parents ever see you, like follow you on social media? Like I went on private because mm -hmm. we received like a memo from HR. Um, oh. But... I have, I think, a couple of parents that follow me, but I feel like this is my private life. 
and I'm allowing you into it. Mm. So you can't judge this. You know, yes. this is not how I speak in school, in class, or any of that, you know? Like, in mm -hmm. class, obviously, like, I tread super carefully, you know? Like, I took today off so I could be in the uh -huh. moment, you know? I took today off so I could be in, in, in the moment. But, like, with my kids, what I do speak to them on are definitely, like, anything that's an injustice, you know? Or like, luckily, like our our language arts curriculum is it's it's pretty woke, you know. And it talks about like one of the like one of their pamphlets was on COVID and like the the way that it's affecting Black and minority people. I mean, I know minority is not the correct word, but you know, more than it's affecting others. And so I was just like I was talking to my students about that about systemic racism, you know. But because the curriculum lend itself to it, you know. So as soon as I saw that, I was like, hell yeah, let's run with this, you know? <laughs> and so, like, I, and honestly, all of this is, like, fact. This isn't political. Like, these are yeah. facts. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, what are facts? What is it that you mean? Um, yeah. <sighs> I love, I love that. And I think that it's teachers like you that ha that are willing to, and I say this because I taught high school for a few years and I was like, no way, I can't do that. And definitely like teaching younger, I am, there, it, everything just has its challenges. And I think that we all have callings in life. Like that's, I do believe in that. And I think that those who teach young people, kids, it is their, it's in their DNA and it's, you know, and I, I just, I give it all up to, to you all. Um, but it's, it's, it's teachers like you that give me hope because I think that we see students on the other end. So they come to college and here we are talking about things that they've heard, they're hearing for the first time, <laughs> you know, and they're sitting there like, wait, what? Like either they're like, what are you talking about? Or they're like, they knew this stuff in their bones, but they didn't yeah. have a language for it or they haven't been validated by it. And so all of us, they're having like this existential moment in, mm -hmm. in college because yeah, exactly like you said, Christina, there's this betrayal, right? They've been told this story their whole lives. And now we're like, okay, so all of that was mm -hmm. bullshit. <laughs> and here's the real stuff. And like you said, we're just prevent presenting facts. But, um, but it's, it is tricky when you, you know, I, and I'm sure for you, it's tricky with standards and all these other like, you know, yeah. things that you have to contend with. Like my mantra for teaching has been, you know, be the teacher that I want Fernando, my son to have. Be that teacher. Ooh. If Fernando were to walk into my, well, like my house right now, but like in my classroom, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Would he be proud of me? Yeah. Would he say, hey, that's my mom, she's awesome? You know? So I oh. definitely try to do that, like, without a doubt, you know? And mm -hmm. my kids love me. Like, I know that they love me, and it's mutual. I love them back with all my heart. Like, they make me so happy. I'm going to get emotional. <laughs> like, I love teaching. You know, I love, I love doing that. Like, it's... Yeah. That's my calling, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. definitely my calling. Like, yeah. changing the world, that's just for Fernando, you know? But it's like... 
<laughs> Changing the world, you know, the just <laughs> just my other hobby, you know. Changing the world. That's so yeah. Maybe you're changing the world like every child, every student in your class, you know, you're yeah. It's it's I mean it's not like cold calling, but it is I think it's even more. You're just really it's amazing, you know? It is. No, it's yeah, I I feel um, very grateful for all the growth that I've done, you know, that yeah. like mm. to all the people that have grown with me, like my best friends, my husband, like they loved me when I was like, you know, this evangelical conservative and they love me now, you know, like major yeah. problems to them for sure. Mm. You know, they, they uh, saw me grow and they're still by my side. <laughs> I'm like, so this whole evangelical um, story is so interesting. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I grew up Catholic, which is its own, you know, stuff. And it definitely has its own stuff. But I do feel like evangelical is another level of, like, cult, <laughs> like, cultish, you know. It's a lot of guilt and shame. Yeah. Like, that's all it is. It's guilt and shame, you know? And I think that's probably why I'm the way I am. Like, I'm not doing enough, you know? Or, you know, how yeah. You know, yeah. like, it's still, it's a lot of that, mm -hmm. you know? It's a lot yeah. of building. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For sure. So yeah. what? what is your, what is your hope for the, I mean, maybe this is for all of us. What do we do now? I mean, <laughs> like, what what do you think is going to happen this year? Now that Biden president, ten thousand dollars isn't enough for student like, loans. Yeah, like oh. I owe over fifty thousand dollars. You know, Girl, we owe more than that. <laughs> yeah, like ten thousand dollars is like a six hundred dollars stimulus check. Like, no. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. what I said when they're like $10,000. Yeah. I was like, that's a drop in the hat. Like, what am I going to do with that? Like, right. that's not going to do anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think now we hold him accountable. You know, like, that's what we mm. do right. now. Um, because I do see Biden, like, I think, I think he has a really good heart. But I also think mm -hmm. he appeals, he's going to want to appeal to both sides. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so I feel like mm -hmm. now we hold him accountable. But it was really hard for yeah. me to see the criticism of Biden when he was the only one running against Trump because it's like, mm. don't do that. Like, we're going to lose votes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Trump out. Like, again, that's that's always been like, mm. like no, no, no. Criticize him after. You know, yeah. but right now, like people will not vote then. You know, that's yeah. what's gonna happen. Yeah. And we're gonna yeah. have 2016 all over again. You know, where people were saying, yeah. like, oh, Hillary Clinton was the lesser of two evils, blah, blah, blah. And then we were F for four years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, like, oh, I had oh, like, oh. that was like really traumatic oh. for me <laughs> like, to see that. I'm like, don't do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, and I'm wondering too, what does holding him accountable look like? Like what, 
you know, what, what I'm like, what does that even look like? I mean, <laughs> I you know, think like everything has to go to like Congress and like the House, Senate, and it would be contacting your House members, your Senate members, making those calls. I had never made calls before till um, kids were being ripped away from their parents. Mm. And, uh, that's when I started calling like the House and Congress and all of that. But um, like, I think it would be doing stuff like that. And not just that, like, you should consider running. People should consider Are you gonna running. run, Anna Lily? I don't, Are you gonna run? I don't, uh -huh. I don't think I have it in uh -huh. me yet. Yet? Ah, ah. <laughs> I, mean, I can see it. Yeah, a lot of these. I mean, look at a. I mean, freaking what's his, Biden is like seventy, right? Like we're young in politicians' <laughs> age. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, you can be like Leslie Nope. I don't know if you ever watched Parks and Rec. Yeah, <laughs> I can handle like negative comments. Like I am very uh, sensitive. Like uh, when you put your pool out, like who's excited for this? And I saw that it wasn't like at a hundred percent. I'm like, no one loves me. You know, like I, <laughs> I am so very funny. sensitive. So like my husband yeah. wanna go vote, like I love him. <laughs> yeah. So I am like, I don't know if I can deal with that. But someone was telling me that there's like staff members that are buffers and they'll hide that stuff from me. I'm like, oh. <laughs> uh, I mean yeah, I think I think in in my like if we're talking fantasy world, I think what does it look like? Because you know, like like I I said in my live earlier today that um, I am very skeptical of the power and the like how much does electoral politics really serve us? You know, and how much does it actually accomplish? Obviously, we've had some progress, but it's very. You know, it's very slow and it's also it just kind of like hides certain factions of things right like trump didn't happen just out of the blue you know like it's been you know bubbling up underneath the surface and so again i'm always like just questioning how much electoral politics can actually do for us however i think if we think about electoral politics as one part of the approach then that's when it works, right? Where we're, we're not solely, like we're not saying go vote and that's it, right? It's like go vote and, you know, and or call your, you know, Congress people and, right? Like we have to have this multi-pronged approach, right? It has to be, how do we, um, you know, hold electoral politics accountable and how do we just base, do basic like showing up for our, neighborhoods showing up for our communities right how do we build community so that we because you know and this is just an example when we talk about like defunding police and well how's that going to work and how safety it's like well if we got to if we took time to get to know our neighbors and really created these strong relationships in our communities then could we reimagine what safety looked like, right? If we actually watched out yeah. for each other versus relying on, again, mm -hmm. the state to do that for us. So I think it's like, again, holding the, the state and government accountable. And in the meantime, while they're getting their shit together, 
you know, start to create these alternative ways of, of being so that when that shit comes crumbling down, because yeah. it, it will eventually one day, you know, some point, um, then there's something else to take its place. That's, that's what I think. Do we see, my question is, do we see big changes when it comes to the pandemic, like afoot, you think? Mm -hmm. You think, because uh, I feel like 2021 I is. I have <laughs> lost faith in humanity regarding the pandemic. Um, I am really scared of getting COVID. I, um, I fall under like the people who would die if I get it, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm Latinx, I'm overweight. I, I'm, I have, have asthma. Like I would be really scared to get it. Yeah. With that said, no one else gives an F about me. <laughs> like, like most people are out there living their puta lives, you know, like they are just. What the fuck, dude? What the fuck? That's what I got to say about they're that. They're going to like Mexico and colonizing over there. Like, I don't understand. Like I, it's upsetting, especially because these are the people that want their kids back in school, but at the risk of their <sighs> teachers dying, like, mm, no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. Like Christina and I, they're talking about the CSUs going back in the fall and then and edu because educators are right next on the on the vaccine list and I'm like okay it's one thing for us to be vaccinated but there's all these fucking college students that are like nasty as fuck on a regular day right with COVID that just so I'm like with the vaccine is gonna do us any good if they're spreading it amongst each other and they're not you know widely vaccinated <laughs> so I'm just like how realistic is it to go back you know, fall when, you know, it's just, there's just way too many variables, you know, um, I think in my head, because I, I, I'm trying to like prepare myself for the worst in my head. I'm like, 2021 is again, like, we're going to be, in, we're going to, yeah, we're going to be in this. And I'm just kind of really, you know, you try to create like sustainable ways of being in this mess. And so that if, shit gets better it's like oh it's a pleasant surprise i think <laughs> look, what we need is money like i think we need money like the i don't blame restaurants or businesses or hairstylists or nail artists or any of those people that need to survive yeah because they're not getting shit from the government yeah. you know yeah. yeah and in order for us to shut down we need money Paying the people to stay home, you know, like six hundred dollars. No, no, no. Like that's not even like my monthly loan, like student loan payment. Like, yeah. <laughs> like they need money, and I think that would be more effective. But that's not to say that people are still being careless and selfish, you know. Yeah. In other areas, but yeah. I don't judge the business owners, the people who need to survive and keep going to work and all of that, you know. Yeah. There's two different aspects yeah. of people, you know? Yeah. But you don't yeah. have to go to a wedding in Mexico. <laughs> we don't have to go to Christmas. Like it was it's it was interesting how and it was hard. It was hard as fuck to not see my family on Christmas, not even be with my brother. I said it was the first time in my entire life that I was not with my brother on Christmas morning and it hurt like hell, but you know, I was like, okay, in my head, I was like, it's one, 
we have the rest of our lives, you know, it's, it's, it's one year to kind of give up, but I, I, I mean, believe me, I was like, I've been seeing, especially in the summer when I saw people just like, mm. <laughs> like living <laughs> in love and I was like, uh, here I am, like not doing anything. Right. It, it just, it was really hard to, it's really hard to kind of, yeah. That's been the hardest part, especially like on social media when you see like the people who have died again, mm most of the people that I see that have died have been overweight, you know? And it's really hard because like the comments I see are like, well, if they would have like lost weight or if they would have, like, I don't deserve to die just because mm -hmm. I'm no, fat phobia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's even that is wrapped up in some, it, it, I mean, I'm like, is it overweight or is it the fat phobia of the medical industry? You know, like, it, yeah. It, and, and the ways that, because, and that's yeah. the thing, like, um, I've talked to people and I said, oh, yeah, I've known somebody that has been sick. And their first question is always like, oh, do they have underlying health issues? And I'm like, no, they matter. don't. And and so because then they then it's like, oh, well, the, you know what I mean? Then it, it kind of relieves us of of um, accountability, right? Like, oh, well, then that's that's on them. And it's like, uh, yeah, no, sorry. But <laughs> I don't know. Or even in the beginning when they're saying, well, if you if you're uh, more vulnerable then you know then stay home and let everybody else i'm like well, what the fuck is that shit right like <laughs> like okay um but i think i don't know you have a lot more faith in humanity i i don't know if i do actually no i do i do have faith in humanity but um i, I no maybe not humanity <laughs> i have faith in the earth i have mm -hmm. faith yeah. In, yeah yeah in spirituality like i have faith in a higher being and and a higher purpose but people oh, my, oh, I'm i think because i see my students and i see like you know like obviously we see our kids and we think like they're perfect they're gonna be great human beings right but yeah. like when i see my students i have 33 of them you know um Aww. and each year i have like that amount um i definitely see the good mm -hmm. you know, i see the the hope the future mm -hmm. and i tell them that all the time like yeah. i always tell them like i'm i'm telling you these things because i want mm -hmm. you to make a better world for my son you know yeah. you're gonna grow mm -hmm. up and you're gonna make a better world for my son for all these kids you know that's yeah. what you're gonna do you know yeah. and i i do like when i when i talk to my kids when i see my students like i mean I, like i'm agnostic but like i think the comparison would be like i see god when i see my mm -hmm. kids mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I i feel the same way like and i think when you say humanity yeah that's a that's a really good reminder of like when i see my students you know i get a new batch of 18 to like 25 year olds maybe every semester and um i i absolutely see the the hope in them i tell them i'm like y'all have the energy to be out there on the street so y'all need to go and, and do your you know put in your time <laughs> Um, but I think like, I think you're right. I think that the hope is in, is in, is in young people. That's where I see it because, and what makes yeah. me sad and what kind of gives me that jadedness is when I see old people, maybe not old people, mm -hmm. whoever our age, 
<laughs> dismissing young people, right? Oh God, these yeah. millennials or the what is it's the new generation, Generation <laughs> Z or whatever, Gen whatever, yeah, Gen, yeah, Gen, they're like, oh, these, you know, and I'm like. Uh, first of all, you were young at some point and they dismissed your ass, right? Like, um, and I just like, I'm, I tell, like, I just, I don't believe that. I think that, that young people are, are, are the hope. And, you know, I think about my kids too. And okay, I'm like, no, they're, they might still be awake and hear me. <laughs> but, um, but I think about like the way that we're raising our kids and imagine when they become, you know, adults, the kinds of converse, the yeah. kinds of language that they'll have access to and the mm -hmm. kinds of conversations that they'll be able to have. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh my Renee, God. I swear to God, I said they'll have access to at the same time in my brain as you did. <laughs> and I was like, we are becoming more in sync. We're just like thinking up. So awesome. Yeah. I think yeah. I think that's 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 definitely you're right. That's that's where the hope lies is in is in young people. I think I just get scared when I see when I see people like these oh. anti-maskers and anti-vaxxers and anti-conservative. Like that's where I really get a little like, oh, fuck. We're still fighting that fight. Like we're still we're still doing that. <laughs> like, we're still like that's the thing like that comes with like organizing and making calls and stuff is like it prepares you on how to speak to like different people mm. so while well, i want to say like you know f off i'm just like, okay. <laughs> like i can see where you're coming from however no. <laughs> Ooh, that's a lesson in diplomacy oh yeah it's definitely yeah. like being able to speak to people because you want to be able to reach out to different types of people you know yeah. and mind you i was calling spanish voters so i would just be like okay entiendo entiendo tu razón um pero lo que lo, yo le estoy tratando de explicar es you know and it's just like it's definitely like okay you know and that's wow. hard that's yeah. hard and that's kind of what has helped me like like when people come like obviously at home i'm just like texting my husband like you know what this person told me you know <laughs> you know because you definitely want to be able to yeah get, get through on your side yeah you want people on your side. We could learn a lot from you, I think. I'm, I, <laughs> you're, you are so patient. I just think of you as like such a patient person. You must be patient with your students. My the fact that you're patient like, with these people. Now? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm like, I, in 2016, I, after the election, I went the opposite way because I used to be much more diplomatic and much more like, in my classes, sometimes I would mm. I would skirt around electoral politics as much as I talked about everything else. Um, and then mm. after six after twenty sixteen, I was like, "Fuck that shit, fuck Trump." And I was just mm -hmm. very much more unapologetic in my classrooms. And I came at it from the perspective of, "You don't have to." This is where critical thinking comes into play, right? Like I'm gonna be who I'm gonna be, and I'm gonna have my perspective. It doesn't mean it has to be your perspective. Just because I'm the professor and you're the student doesn't mean you have to believe everything and agree with everything that I say. I'm gonna challenge you and I'm gonna push you to, uh, you know, to kind of 
out of your comfort zone, but um, but by all means, you know, I had a student, and I've told this story a million times, but at a student, it was day one, okay, of my women's history class, day one, and I try to be real, like, I try to be the most diplomatic on day one, right? I but love again, it. I love like, it. I try to not be. I try to be like, you don't want to be here. Oh, like, like you're trying to like, like weed out, out the people. Now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I had a student come up to me after day one and she says, um, so I voted for Trump. Do you think this is a good class for me to take? And I was like, and in my head, I just started laughing because I was like, well, what the fuck do you think, bitch? Like, <laughs> And I just and I just kind of smiled and I said, you know, that's up to you. I welcome all people in my class and um, but I'm also very unapologetic about how I feel. But, um, you know, that's your decision if you feel comfortable um, and I'm never going to single you out. You know, like I was really just trying to be like, this is on you in my head. I was like, oh, I don't know who you are. <laughs> I got my eye on you. And it was really interesting because she stayed in the class and it's a women's she history did. class. And yeah, she stayed in the class and she was there the whole, like every day and she like contributed to the conversation every day. And so every time she rose her hand, I was like, anyone, anyone else, anyone? <laughs> However, she never said anything that was... Um, like in opposition. In fact, all, like because we would She's share so experience, young, right? And so, and, so and, and I never so said it, young. but in my head, I was like, "Do you really think that that like you know what I mean?" I never said it to her to her face, but I was like, "It seems like she's voting against her own interests because everything she said was very feminist, right? Was very like." you know, contrary to everything that Trump stood for. So I hope that it was a, an eye-opener for her, you know, to kind of realize that, I, I don't know, it was just, it was an interesting, it was an interesting semester. And then I think it was that same semester. <laughs> Remember, Christina, I told you I got this, this evaluation and basically called me a communist feminist. And that all I do is... <laughs> indoctrinate my students into being feminists. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I mean, she wrote a whole paper about it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was a whole paper and it was like, um, <laughs> I mean, it was like, it ripped me to shred, but then it's like, it had, I mean, it totally talked shit about everything and then it said, but the professor was cool. Yeah, I was like, oh, what? Yeah, yeah. And I remember reading it, and I literally like pushed the like computer away from me, and I was like, and I walked away, and I just I left the window open for like a few days, <laughs> and I just sat on it, and I went back, and um, I didn't, I just didn't respond to anything. I gave her a grade, and you know that was it. But I was like, hmm, all right. That's that's interesting. So the Trump chick, <laughs> you know, was cool. And this other person was, yeah, it was, it was, it was it's interesting. It's, you know, but anyway, <sighs> anything, uh, else? anything else? Closing, yeah, closing thoughts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. closing. Does anyone have any questions in like the comments? I, I mean, I so, can't see. 
there was um oh somebody said um in relation to what book they would swear on the four agreements oh okay um um oh when we were talking about all the emotion for the, for the day carolina who was here said same so much emotion so lisa said i can so relate oh when we're talking about like um having issues with family um, it feels like a choice of losing a piece of myself or losing family. But no matter what, even if I stay, it's a feeling of loss or grief of the relationship changing. Yes, 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 yes. That's real. Yeah. Um, and then I, I did put in your, your new Instagram handle. So, Yay. okay. Any final thoughts? Any anything we want to leave? What's that? What's what is our what are our words of wisdom as we go into this new presidency? <laughs> mine is definitely like we still have work to do you know we still have work to do like we're still gonna organize like um and i know we're ending but just real quick like um i was really torn when gavin newsom announced that and i forgot his name and i should know his name the 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 latino senator um to replace mm. Paula. And oh. it was like, there are zero black senators, you know, black mm -hmm. women senators. And it was like, okay, I'm really mixed about this. You know, like, yay, a Latino, you know, this is great. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like, no, we don't have a black woman senator. And it's like, mm -hmm. why can't we have both? Like, why is it so hard? You know? why, are we, why are we like scrapping for, you know? Like, yeah. 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 So yeah. There, we still, we have work to do. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Christina, yeah. what's your what's your words of wisdom for this new presidency? Uh, I, you know, um, <laughs> I did see that Patrice Colors, you know, and um, BLM was just talking about how they're going to move forward. And, um, you know, when you talk about your students or we talk about our students and, you know, even if they're when they're 18 or 20, 20, I mean, some older, they're just still like little imprints of their parents, you know, for such a long time. I really want to give, you know, our children and more children space to become into their own sooner, right? It just, just got me thinking about it. Because it got me thinking about Kamala Harris and the work that she, you know, did in California and how it's just, there's a lot of concerns Um and in the end, it's, you know, work that she's done that's kind of gone against herself or her community or her family, you know, like, how can we draw her into, I don't know, it's not like she's, it's not like Beyonce, where she suddenly was like, or people were like, whoa, Beyonce's black, you know, or something like that. Like, it's not like <laughs> Kamala Harris hasn't ever identified as a person of color. But she's just distanced herself. And maybe a class or education, but maybe yeah. like really getting her to like draw near, you know, come closer to. Mm -hmm. um, that's what I got. What about you, Renee? <laughs> I think that my my hope, and this is coming off of 2020 and the shit show that it was, that because the beginning when everything started to go down. Um, and, and I started to see people's true colors, you know, and I was so like disillusioned and I was like, okay, now I know where I stand. 
And then it was this moment of like, fuck, we're really, we're really headed down this ugly path. And so I had to figure out a way to, to find the light in all of the darkness. And so I think my light is realizing that um, is like I said earlier, like government is not going to save us. And so I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to keep imagining liberation as an utopic future. I want to start living and creating the systems mm. of liberation in the here and now. So I want to show up for my community from that perspective. I want to like, and I think that's kind of the work that Christine and I are trying to do is like, how can we create, how can we as educators, as professors, create spaces outside of the university that still give all the information and knowledge that we share in the university, but do it outside of that institution mm -hmm. in, a, in a community setting um, so that we're creating these new structures that do that same work, but not within these institutions that are not truly serving us. So I, I wanna just show up for my community in whatever that means and whatever that evolves into, you know, into the future and really just and, imagine, you know, possibilities. And show up as our full selves too, right? I yes. love it, Renee. Yes. I love this plug. I love it. I love it. Let's talk <laughs> about it. Let's talk about it. Oh, yeah. Uh, our, our last little plug is writing to our ancestors course. Um, I'm like, I always got to remember the website, lesdoctoras.net slash writing to our ancestors. ancestors. Mm -hmm. um, we start in, in like a week and a half. Uh-huh. Uh, so yes. you can all have the information there. Yeah. And yeah. Anything else? Anna anything Lily. else? Uh, I want to know what thank you. Like, thank you so much for having me on. It was such an honor. And I know, um, that like electoral politics are not like your guys's cup of tea <laughs> and it's like my hydration for the day like in the morning like that's the first thing i do is check my twitter like okay what's going on in the political world you know um so i really really appreciate you giving me this space you know you know what i i i oh i can't hear you renee i think you're frozen oh renee froze I feel like she was going to say something like, yeah, you do you. You know, you're amazing. <laughs> you, you, twitch, you check Twitter. You get into politics. You do it. I'm, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come, oh Renee, come back. <laughs> like another, another shot before she comes back. No. Uh, <laughs> I love uh, it. Uh, her computer does this or her Wi-Fi every now and then where mine is so slow. But anyways. <laughs> and I think like it's, it's on hers, right? Like I can't. Oh, oh. she left. Uh, but she'll come back. She'll come back. Probably. I wonder. I if she's having trouble, we could just call it. We were already saying we were goodbye. Like right there at the end. I know. I can imagine she'll be disappointed, but she'll understand. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Thank it you. It was so everyone. lovely having you as our guest. Yes, thank you for everyone who tuned in or who is going to tune in. You know, thank you for your work, Anna Lily. Thank you for joining us in this conversation. Thank you. Thank you for having oh, me. Oh, Wi Fi is totally down. She so just texted. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Bye. Thank Have you. Good evening. <laughs>
All right. Bye. Talk to you soon. New Chisme session coming. Bye.